Welcome to track number two of Bima. Really? But no problem. Hallelujah. So the whole thing, I'm just trying to explain to you, the whole thing is subject to vanity. It's, it's not something, it's not, it's sport. It's not something to fight for, live for. Amen. All your life. Go on. For the endless expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Verse 20. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. Thank you. Amen. The creature was what? Made subject to vanity. Not willingly. It has been made useless. You know? Look at that. Verse 21. Because the creature also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty. Amen. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth. Everything God has created is groaning. And travaileth in pain together until now. Amen. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. We are all waiting for that redemption change i mean the the body to be saved because although we are born again our bodies are not saved that's why you still feel like sinning how many have felt like sinning since you were saved can i have your right hand please you felt you've how many have had bad thoughts bad ideas how many have done bad things since you got since you were sanctified and born again and everything you've done bad things yeah that's us our bodies are waiting for the redemption. Amen. How did we get into all this? Hmm? Okay. Let's go back to Second Corinthians chapter 5. This is just a general introduction. Second Corinthians chapter 5. I think we got to verse 2. And then we jumped over. Verse 2 it says, For in this, in this body, we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven if so be that being clothed we shall not be found naked for we that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened amen Amen. we are groaning being burdened not that we would be unclothed in other words we don't want to become spirits without bodies but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life Mortality is this mortal body. One day, our mortal bodies will die. It's mortal, that means it dies. We want to be swallowed up with immortality. You are there? Amen. Amen. Verse 5. Now he that has wrought us for the self-same thing is God, who also has given unto us the earnest of the Spirit, or the promise. Verse 6. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Are you there? 
look at me this means when you are away when you are in this body you are absent from the lord but when you are out of this body you are present with the lord notice it says for we walk by faith not by sight verse 8 this is a verse if you are a pastor you see when i'm having interviews to appoint you as a pastor or whatever these are some of the questions i ask you is that if you are called somebody's mother is there somebody's father is there somebody something is there you get it what first do you have to comfort the person you understand and then people will be looking at you as though they don't understand anything you know verse 8 he said we are coming and i say i'm willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the lord amen to be absent from the body and to be present with the lord so you can say for any believer that to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord as soon as you are absent from this body you are in the presence of the lord is that not comforting to know as a believer you know that as soon as you are absent from the body you are present with jesus so the day and the moment you die on that very second when you die you will go to be present with the lord probably you will have uh, a discussion with the lord amen I was talking to one brother whose wife uh, died and uh, he was telling me that you know I knew my wife was going to die and she knew she was going to die for 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 a long time and uh, she said he said to me she actually died and or went into a coma she said she, she died you know and when she went to heaven the Lord Jesus told her you have to go back because your husband is crying and praying you know and in the end she came back and when she came back you know she was talking with her husband and he's she she said he said she made me promise her he said we went somewhere sister and she made me promise that if she ever dies again he will not pray he said that what she saw there she would never like to come back to this place yeah he said to me i promised i was forced to promise her that i would not pray so he said when she went into a coma a lot of people came around and so on and he was also going to pray and then he remembered so he just went aside and that was it so there is something lovely that is waiting for us amen to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord so if you are a Christian and you are a pastor and you are, you are sharing people because the reality of life as you go along is you have to face all these things unexplained hopelessness as people lose loved ones and have no reason and it looks unfair are you there okay now notice to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord now verse 10 for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ the beamer that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done whether it be good or bad amen Amen. verse 11 knowing therefore the terror of the lord we persuade men but we are made manifest unto god and i trust also we are made manifest unto your consciousness your consciences amen Amen. you are there hallelujah so you notice here that whilst you are in on this earth you are not appearing before the judgment that's how we got into all this hello whilst you are here you are not appearing before the judgment seat but as soon as you die 
and you are absent from this body you will be present with the Lord and he went on to explain what it means to be present with the Lord further he said that for we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so as soon as you die you are going for your judgment and you will be declared everything I think they are doing it so that there will not be a backlog you, you get it uh-huh. so there will not be a backlog so I think as people arrive they appear before the judgment seat they are sorted out your status and where you stand and everything is sorted out and then you just move on to the section that you are for eternal eternity the final sentence amen Portment seat of Christ and I'm explaining that whilst you are on earth you are not before any judgment there's no judgment on you amen there's no judgment that judgment seat is not now but when you die you will appear to receive the things done in your body although you can receive some judgment on earth you see because these things they are not absolute although you can receive some judgment on earth because the bible tells teacher that some people because they disobey the lord and so on they have died they are sick this has happened and so on because there are also some principles in the earth you know that the wages of sin is death sin leads to death it leads to physical death it leads to anything that leads to death anything that brings death sin brings it you see, you see when when it is when it is uh, grown or when it is developed or matured sin always leads you to die you know it leads to every disease that brings death it leads to every accident that brings death it leads to any condition that even old age when you just die out of old age is ultimately because of sin the sin that is in all of us but otherwise you would not die you'd be like Enoch the Bible says Enoch was close to God he walked with God and he did not die he just continued in heaven are you there? amen so when we do die we appear before the judgment seat but for now hebrews 4 16 is our main happiness verse you know let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy eh? grace to help in time of need let's come boldly so the mercy seat and the judgment seat they are two different seats Amen. Mercy seat and judgment seat. Say mercy seat. Mercy. Judgment seat. Mercy. Say I love the mercy seat. I love the I'm afraid of the judgment seat. I don't want the judgment seat. But it's going to come anyway. So I'm going to prepare myself for the judgment seat. Hallelujah. Yeah, we don't want it. We don't like it, but it's going to come. But we must all appear. We must all appear. You must appear. What's your name again? David. David must appear. You are going to appear suddenly. And it's going to be sudden. Most of us die by surprise. No one expects to die usually. Unless you have been told that you are going to die. Which is an even greater terror. To know that you are going to die. It's more frightening to know that you are going to die. Than to just die suddenly. So you may want to pray that you die suddenly. You know, so that it's an easier way of dying. The Bible says, Let me die the death of a righteous man. There are ways that sinners die, and there are ways that righteous people die. So pray that you die the death of a righteous man. Amen. Amen. But even when you go out of this world, you get it, 
you appear before the judgment seat and then you are going to be Clarence you are going to be judged by whatever what the things you've done in your body you know because your body is just a house it's just your house for now and that's why when the house bends down or stops working and you just move but to be absent from this body is to be present for so me real you haven't seen me before I am inside oh yeah I'm looking out through these windows these are the two windows I'm using to spot all of you <laughs> I am me the real that he was is in there and I'm spying everyone through that is why when Lazarus died that was the end in hell he lifted up his eyes the real man you know the spirit man he lifted up his eyes the rich man when he died he lifted up his eyes being in torment and seeth Abraham he recognized Abraham who was also dead and his body I've, I've been to a funeral of Lazarus before I tell you we we're going to bury a certain brother and then I, I was passing by the cemetery we were walking to our where we we're going to bury and then I saw a pickup parked somewhere you know and then I saw some two people standing inside the pickup and they'll pick something out and they'll throw it out so I said oh, what are these people doing so I went and there was Lazarus I said who are these people you are throwing into the ground that nobody knows who they are these are beggars poor people mad people no one likes them do you like me no one likes them do you want me no one wants them you know no one knows them when they are dead no one comes to claim well, if you come to claim you have to bury you have to find the money to buy a coffin so when such a person dies oh we don't know him we are not related to him you know then the government is forced to go and throw them somewhere and when I went, I said, who are these people? No coffin. No one cares about them. And they were throwing them in. And I remember Lazarus. Lazarus. You know. So his body was thrown into the, this thing. But the rich man, remember he was in his coffin. They had video, cov- video coverage. The man was changing his dress during the funeral. He was having invitation cards. You know, nowadays they make invitation cards to funerals. And during the night... You know, they, they change the dress. Sometimes he wears a large dress, then he wears his cloth, he wears his uh, suit, he wears various, like a beauty queen. Throughout the night, it's just changing. And then you, you go and you see. It's about this. And the rich man died. There was a certain rich man clothed in purple and fine linen, which fed sumptuously every day. And there was a beggar named Lazarus, which lay, which was at the gate of the rich man. And uh, he laid at the foot of the rich man's table, desiring to be fed from the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. And lo, the dogs came and licked his sores. He was having buruli ulcer, and the dogs were licking it. And he died. Amen. Amen. I said he died. This one too died. But when he died, he said, and the, the, the poor man, Lazarus died, and the angels carried him him he was carried this Bible tells us what happens when you die the angels carried him when you die you will be carried to the Lord to be absent from the body is to be present from that so if you if you die and you are brought back you go out of your body and you come back one sister was telling me she said I came out of my body she was, I was lying in the room I came out of my body and I moved up to the ceiling and I was, as I was there I saw myself lying on the bed she said I was afraid Oh yeah, 
Then she said, I came back into my body and I entered my body through my mouth. Through the mouth of that and I came back into my body and I came back to life. I tell you, when you die, you come out and you see yourself like there. You see people crying over you. You'll be looking at them like that. Have you watched this film before? Ghost? Uh huh. It's something like that. Not totally correct, but it's almost like that. Because that one is sure that fornicators go to heaven. <laughs> Who has not watched that film before? Ghost. Oh, I think you should watch it. Watch it and uh, you see something there. You may not be happy, but you watch it. Have you watched Ghost? Oh, I think you should watch it. When you are happy, we sit down with your wife, make tea for her, and then be happy. Do you believe in such things? Do you want such things? Do you like such things? <laughs> Amen. So, so, he, he came out of his body and he seeth then the rich man also died because you the poor usually die before the rich that's why the life expectancy in Africa is 58 something and Japan is 82, 83, Switzerland 80 years and so on but the poorer you are that's why in the Bible Lazarus died before the rich man oh yeah, oh yeah there are more things that can kill poor people than that kill rich people far more so the poor man died first but then the rich man also died and in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom and he cried and said father Abraham have mercy on me for I am tormented in this flame mercy is past <laughs> and he said and he said, I pray thee, send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and come and cool my tongue. In all my years of test on this earth, I have never asked somebody, you know, to dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. Never. When I'm thirsty. And I don't think there's anybody here who has ever said that. But in the highest, greatest test that you experience, a glass of water or a cup of water or something small to drink, will help at least but not a touch of your finger on the somebody's tongue that should explain to you that's why god says vengeance is mine i was talking to bishop duncan williams he told me he had an experience he went to heaven for one hour 15 minutes oh no i'm serious he told me and he told me certain things that he saw and he said that one of the things the lord told him well there are three things that are mine don't touch one the glory number two the tithe the tithe is the Lord's and the third thing that God said don't touch is vengeance vengeance is mine says the Lord God is more wicked than you and me when God brings wickedness to this earth and judgment to our lives hey pray about it those of you who are trying to revenge and take get your own back on what somebody has done against you he says vengeance is mine it's rather than anything you can do and most of the time god doesn't punish your enemies because you try to punish them so when you try to punish them then god also leaves well okay you leave it i was going to sort it out for you one day i saw a scripture and i became scared he said thou art worthy O god for thou hast given them blood to drink 
Therefore they have shed the blood of your servants Therefore thou hast given them blood to drink In all my imagination I wouldn't have given somebody blood That drink this blood God is wider than all of us So one of the things you need to leave to God Is vengeance So the rich man was in a fire Fire so strong And you know fire that doesn't go out We, We can only kill people we can bend them after a few minutes they'll be there even when you are in pain at a certain point you become unconscious but in hell you don't become unconscious a fire that roasts you and you are never done a meat that is never cooked a meat that is never bent a meat that is never fully roasted and you'll be roasting hey when he says vengeance is mine those of you who have got things that you want to so you are going you, you, you squeeze your face and you are using eyes and other things to fight with people you are a child if somebody has wronged you somebody has done evil against you he said vengeance is that you leave it to god in the day of judgment you will start to pray recently i had one of my enemies who are tormented that he was lying in the hospital paralyzed completely and then somebody came to tell me that we should pray for this person in fact when they told us we even became afraid I tell you, I became afraid for my enemy. Somebody who has lifted his horn against me to fight me, not a Christian. And he has spent his time fighting the church. And spent his heart and his life fighting the church. Opposing the church, fighting the church. And there was his brother saying that, if we can pray for him. I said, wow. Pastor Eddie said, I, I don't feel happy. I also said, I, I feel scared. In fact, fear for people who God takes up personally without your involvement. It's not easy. He said, For I am tormented in this flame. And he said, Where the, the fire goeth not and the worm is not quenched. Hey! God is wilder than all of us. Everybody take out a coin. Do you have a coin? Hold your coin like this. What do you see? What's the, what do you see on this side? Queen's head. I also have somebody's head here. I don't know whose head it is. Whose head is this? Euro. One of the European. Maybe it's Napoleon. That's a female. Okay, are you looking at it? Are you looking at the head? Now turn to the other side. What do you see? What are you seeing? A lion. Crown. Can you still see the head when you are looking like this? Uh huh. That is exactly how God is. Two sides. When you see this side, you only see love. And you never see the other side. Then the same person turn around like this. And you see the judgment and you'll be very surprised That the same God has two sides Very loving The judgment is wider than you can ever imagine And that's how God is That's why there's a, the two seats that you hear of Mercy seat and judgment seat Two wild seats it said, And the judgment said Knowing therefore the terror Of the Lord We persuade men My God I said my God Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. 
Are you listening to me? So Lazarus prayed. Uh, the rich man prayed. Send him. Send him. Mention my name. When you mention my name, he will start shaking. He knows me. But things have changed. You see, things are going to change. The rich will be poor. The poor will be rich. The protos shall be the eschatos. The first shall be the last. And the last shall be the first. The higher mighty shall be brought low. And those that are lowly shall be elevated. In Rejoiner's book, the final quest, he saw a very great king. The man was a beggar. Homeless beggar. Who witnessed to one person. And I was surprised when I was reading it again. He said that when the man won the one soul to Christ, he said, everybody in heaven was urging me to bring him. Now, they urged me to bring him now. So I brought him. <laughs> it's like he has been able to before anything bad happens. Bring him now. And then he was on the throne. He said, This great he said that my great king, you did not honor him when he was on earth. Would you honor such a beggar on the road? That my great king, you did not honor him when he was on earth. He said, The whole of heaven urged me to bring him now. That's why some people die. Some are very, very good Christians, you are very sad. Why should he die at this time? Why should that? Sometimes heaven is edging. Let him come now. Before anything bad happens. Before anything changes about the whole thing. So that he will, he, he will just freeze at that place. And then just be preserved, I tell you. Before he goes to and undo everything. In some, te- in some day of temptation. Mercy, Lord. Are you listening to me? Yeah. The first shall be last. And Lazarus said, and, and then the, uh, Father Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, there is between us and you a great gulf fixed, such a day that would come from hence to thence cannot, neither can they come from thence to hence. Huh. No transfer. Transfer is not possible. No appeals, no changes. This is the hour of change. This is the hour of mercy. Amen. This is the hour of adjustments. The adjustments are here and now. You want to adjust? Adjust now. Do you believe in such things? Yes. We are only here based on our faith. I'm a religious man. I'm a religious man. I'm a faith person. I'm, all my life is based on what I believe, not what I think. As I'm a completely religious person, I'm religious. I'm a faith person. I have beliefs. I'm here based on my belief. I am doing the things I'm doing based on my beliefs, not based on my education, my family, my background, what I learned, my uh, nationality, my status, my whatever. I am a faith person. Amen. There was a time the church was not known as Methodist, Pentecostal, Holiness, whatever, Church of Pentecost in Christ, God, Church of God in Christ, God, Pentecostal Church, National, this and that, Charismatic, whatever. We were just known as believers. When you say say he's a believer, they are just believers. The thing that was common to all of us was our belief. That we were all people who believed. That was the aspect. And when you have somebody who believes, he's dangerous. That is why today the world, in spite of its economic power and its political power and its military power, it is being shaken by a few people who believe in certain things. The whole world is trembling. 
I tell you, me, I travel. When I say, when I arrive at the airport, the number of police that were there, all of them, there were very few people on my flight. There were a lot of people that were just standing there. You know, various police people, and they stopped me and they asked me, so who am I? What do I do? This and that and that. And I was just looking at them. So there's armored tanks at Heathrow Airport, 1,500 troops, and people looking into the air and spying and all over the whole world. You go, America, when you are traveling, if you don't take it, you take off your shoes, you take off everything, you'll be moving. I mean, it's a very frightening. The whole world has been changed by some few people who say, this is what, this is what we believe. 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 This is what we think. <laughs> they have brought the economic, political, military might of the world to its knees. There are four winds. There are four powerful winds. Bible calls it an open release, the four winds of the earth. The four winds are the, the main currents that affect the earth. And the four winds, one of them is the uh, military might. There was a time when it's the, your military strength, and it still is a powerful wind. It's what controls. If you have military power, you rule and you take over. You know, another wind was politics. It's still politics, like the communist wind. It controls sections, and then the capitalistic group of people. It's another wind, the wind of politics. And so you see that the whole world at the point was oriented around those who are communists and those who are not communists. And all the powers and the fightings and the moves and the things that were happening in the world were based on that. That's what they used, what they used to call the Cold War. You get and another powerful wind is the economic wind. After politics and military, realized that money is the power. And so people started to give themselves to money, economics. And it's like money is controlling. It's, it's a major force. That is why, that is why they don't tell the, the Arabic countries to have democracy and to hold elections. Because one of the currents and powerful is it's a major force. That is why, that is why they don't tell. The, the Arabic countries to have democracy and to hold elections because one of the currents and powerful forces coming from there is the money from the uh, what do you call it from the oil but they tell us that we should have elections in Africa you get what I'm saying they make us do this and do that and have ballot boxes and everything you know but they don't tell the Saudi prince and all those people to have elections because money power is talking you get it then the last wind is the wind of religion uh, it, it, Christianity has caused many of the wars and many of the things that have gone on in Islam and right now one of the strong prevailing winds that is blowing very strong to, to a wind of the earth, you know a wind that moves across and affects everything in the earth is the, the wind of religion again and it's like once again religion has become a main thing yeah and now you can see, you would have never thought that in a world, a modern world of economic power, military power, political things have been arranged. Now a new wind has come to shake the whole place. These are the four winds of the earth. And it's still blowing. And it's still blowing. And we are still moving on. Amen. I don't know how we got into all that, but that's just by the way. Hallelujah. So you realize that Lazarus, being a poor man, was now okay and the rich man was in serious trouble because things had changed you know and things are going to change things are going to change and one day it's going to be over you know and I, I came here to tell you that you know you must now lift up your eyes from this earth 
Amen. From the things that are in this earth. From the earthly things. And lift your eyes up to prepare for eternal things. Amen. Are you ready to prepare for eternal things? You must walk in belief. Faith is a wild thing. When you have a person who believes, it's a very strange person. Most of you don't believe the things you say you believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't believe the things you say you believe at all. I was talking to one pastor. And he was going to, what was he going to do? And I told him, I, I talked to him, yeah, yeah. I, call, I talked to him, you know. I said, You don't believe the things you preach. I said, You are just looking for money, power, cars, visa. Your whole life is after something. But the things you preach, I said, the things that you preach to your shepherds and the things that you, you don't really believe in it. If you believe in it, your life will, will not be the way it is. Amen. Because a person who believes, I said some time ago, we were just called believers. And if three came to the town, the whole city would change. And yet here we are scattered all over the place and nobody's changing. I said, if three came to town, that happens to see 20 believers in Islam have changed the whole world. And they are more waiting. And the day that they strike again, you see that the world will change even more. And everybody is afraid that these believers in whatever will strike again. We are all afraid of it. We are all scared. I'm wondering who, what, what is going to be the next strike. By men and women who believe, you should see them at Hyde Park. I was watching CNN or one of these CBN, and you see them squirreling at Hyde Park Corner. They, they believe that Sharia is a superior law and it must govern the world. And they are fighting that Islam will rule this world. These are believers. And here we are. We call ourselves believers. But in reality, we are governed by money. That's why there's no anointing in your church. We are governed the thing that we are after. The main thing that is guiding our lives, that is ruling our life, it's not what we must do for the Lord, it's not what we believe, but it's our quest and our, our, our search for something. Money, for this, for that. For, that is what has brought us here. That is why nobody should say, apart from Pastor Richard who is here, none of you came to this land because of uh, uh, the, the Lord and the work of God. No, no, none of you here. You came here searching for money, car, house, visa, Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Some of you abandoned churches in Ghana and other things that you were doing and came here. The main thing is not the church. The church is one of the side things in your life. Tell me I'm lying. Amen. I was walking by the sea in Panama and I was walking with some people and there were some beautiful boats, yachts, you know, and uh, some people say, wow, these are beautiful. And so on. Then I said, oh, mine is in heaven. And then some other people, they said, oh no, mine is here. I, I believe mine is here. I, I'll take. Then another one, another person went no further and said, well, thank God for the one in heaven and so on. But Lord, I will take mine here. I would like to have mine right here on earth. And I think that reflects the reality of most of our, our lives and our, we are after something here give it to me here do it now Lord is there any money, car, house 
Say money, car, house, visa, papers. What else are we looking? Children, marriage, beloved. That is all. Our mind is filled, filled with such things. You came here because of money. Money is ruling you. Mercy, Lord. Money is controlling you. That's why you. That's why you are here. You are controlled by money. Money is your God. Satan has renamed. You see, I preach about this in America. I don't, I don't want to go into all that. Uh, Satan has renamed the road. Bible says, "Enter ye in by the straight gates." For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. But straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leads to life. And few there be that find it. There are few people that find that road. In fact, the characteristic that you are on the right road is that there are not many people with you. And that's why I said that all of you here came here because of money. On the broad way. Lord, we are on our way, Lord. Take us. <laughs> Lord, we are searching. Give me more money, Lord. I, I pray for pounds, Lord. Help me to open another bank account. And Satan is very clever. When you are on the Broadway, he puts the signs. He puts big signs. When you are searching for money, you get it. When you are on the road that leads to destruction, a road where all that your heart is after money, days that he will put nice signs on it. godliness. Search for God straight ahead. And you will be thinking that you're everything he has renamed it. The Bible says in the last day, some shall come saying that gain is godliness. That getting money is a sign that God is with you. And so you, the, the signs are there, God, godliness, God, godliness. And when you have a car, you say, God has blessed me. When you have this, say, God has really blessed me, has given this job. I say, gain is not godliness, will never be godliness, and will never be a sign that God is with you or that God is approving of you. Never, not for even, it has never been and will never be. When Jesus lay on the cross and he was dying on the cross, he, I see, the Lord showed me, said, have you seen Jesus' will? When he wrote his will, the things that he had. And I said, I haven't seen it. Then he showed me. He said, see on the cross. The Bible says, and they parted his garments. These were his possessions. They parted his garments into four. Four people, everybody took something. This were his possessions. Then his coat. They said, this one is, it cannot be divided into four. Bless cast loss. They cast loss. And then Jesus now, now that his earthly possessions had been shared, looked on earth and he saw his mother and his uh, John. And so, and he transferred his mother. He made family arrangement. Okay, move. Move from here to here. And then the Bible says, and after that Jesus now knowing that all things were accomplished, saith, I test. So that somebody will misbehave. You know? He knew that there were bad people there. And it's written in Psalm 21, 22. All these people are there already. Anytime you are doing a battle, you know that you have already you have been written about. And you are just fulfilling scriptures. Yeah. The day that you start to misbehave, you start to do so many things. Know that you are already there. So knowing that there is somebody there who has not done the bad thing that he was, he's, because he had accomplished all things. His clothes had been shared. His possessions had been given away. And... Uh, his family arrangements had been done and Jesus now knowing himself that all things were now accomplished said I test then somebody got up and then brought a vinegar 
so that you will never be forgotten. And then after that, he, he, he gave up the ghost and he died. Forgive, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Yeah. Jesus had nothing. The highest wisdom is to have nothing. And the highest wisdom is not to marry. Oh, yeah. It's higher than to marry. Those who don't marry are, have higher wisdom than those who marry. But we cannot easily receive it. If I share, if I share such things with you, you will not enjoy it. <laughs> are you listening to me? Yeah. Amen. So, gain, setting for money is called godliness. And it is even used as a sign that God is, God is with me. And you see, I will put them on the road like that. And then as you are going, keep going. Two cars ahead for you. God and prosperity is seen as a sign that God is with you. And Satan renames the roads for you. Because when you are going on a road that is a bad road, and they write, distraction, 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 you will stop. So they write, peace, peace. Signs of, three signs of prosperity. House, car, visa, beloved. Then you are moving. So gain is seen. Even amongst pastors, gain is seen as godliness. We use money to testify that God is with us. So we have this money. God, all our needs and our offerings are higher than they've ever been before. We have this money. We've been able to do this. We've bought this. We do that. It's a sign that God is with us. It is not. It is not a sign that God is with us. Hallelujah. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, we need to now look and see what is God's will and plan for our lives. Amen. Let's stand to our feet for a moment.